Hey, this is Pastor Mark. You do not want to miss this week's podcast. You're going to laugh till you cry, but it's good tears. They're good tears. So, man, tune in. Listen to this podcast. It's going to inspire you, encourage you, and, and prayerfully help bring change that you desire in your life. God bless you. Thanks for listening. Good morning. Stand with me. Hold your Bibles up if you would. Welcome all of you watching online. We are so thrilled that you have decided to join us online. We pray the day will come when you will come and be a part of a live worship experience right here. We believe your life will be forever changed. Say, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what the Bible says I can do. Today I'll be taught the Word of God. And I boldly confess, my mind is alert, my heart is receptive, and I'll never be the same again. Never, 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 in Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Uh, Again, welcome all of you watching online. We're beginning a new series talking about tapping into God's favor. And uh, we just finished this whole series on grace, anatomy, and grace and favor are, are closely connected. And, uh... Most of us are challenged in our lives with what we deserve, think we deserve, or what we don't deserve. The reality is that if you go back as far as the book of Genesis and you read throughout the Bible, there were things that occurred to people, and this includes Jesus, that they didn't deserve. Joseph did not deserve to be thrown into a pit, uh, into a prison. But it was the pit and the prison that brought him into the palace. Sometimes when we're in a pit situation, a prison situation, whatever it might be, we oftentimes lose sight of what God is going to do as a result of of that experience. Because we're so consumed by the lack of comfort and, and the fear that we possess that we lose sight of the fact that God is still God, and He's always going to be God. And that's never going to change. But the reality is, in those dark times, that's a time that you, you, you draw near to God. When I was going through my darkest time, I literally would get up at 3 or 4 in the morning, and, and I would spend 7 to 8 hours just trying to hear from God and to feel the presence of God and to experience God, knowing that it was going to take time. And sometimes in a world that is so immediate, we, we grow impatient rapidly. And so those of you going through something right now, I want to encourage you, just hold on. Just hold on because God's going to bring you through, out of, and into the next phase of your life that is going to be absolutely incredible. And, and that's hard to see right now. In fact, uh, it, it, it requires a spiritual GPS. Um, there was a time I got, I got caught in another state, <laughs> way down south, and I was trying to get back to Oklahoma. Well, a friend of mine owns a air, couple of airplanes, and he said, let me just fly you uh, back to, to Oklahoma. And so when we got on the plane, I was in the co-pilot seat, I, the pilot was a, an incredible pilot. He'd landed on aircraft carriers and everything. So I trusted him a lot. And when we got up, 
a storm blows in and we're in a twin engine plane and uh, he never not even for a minute acted like he was concerned now air traffic control tried to turn us right into the storm and I wanted to scream no because I have <laughs> I had the headsets on. They, you know, they're naming the tail numbers. You know, our 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 plane and saying you need to turn. You know, we were in about to go into commercial air traffic, and he's politely, quietly said, uh, "I can't do that." Air traffic control. He said, "I can't. I can't do that." And then he looks at me and he says, "Look for blue." And I went, "I can do that all day long." <laughs> and uh, but but here here's what he never panicked. In the midst of the clouds, we couldn't see anything. But we're listening to voices of guys in another city in Houston, air traffic control in Houston, and they're trying to direct us, but they didn't see what we didn't see. I mean, they could see our plane, they could see where we were, but he just stayed confident and calm, and it, it comforted me. Well, let me say this. You may be in the clouds right now, and you can't see anything, and there are voices saying, turn here, do this, do that, and the reality is just be still and know that he is God. And he's going to get you through those clouds. But I tell you, had I not flown a lot and been around a lot, I probably would have been afraid. But I, I felt so comfortable with him because he looked comfortable and felt comfortable. We got through it. Needless to say, I'm standing here today. I think I'm not. You ever wondered if you died and you're just living out your... Anyway, so <laughs> I've had those moments. Am I really alive? Or am I just God's letting this thing play out for me, you know? But... But the reality is that we rely so much on our five senses and our physical senses that we lose sight of the spiritual senses that God has given us. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not unto your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will make your path straight. In other words, trust God. He'll keep in perfect peace those whose minds are stayed on Him because they trust in Him. And this is that spiritual GPS, that 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 that. It's, it's guiding us to our, our destination and our destiny. And, and so that gets really difficult sometimes. You know, when we were going through the pandemic, the early parts of it, uh, I, you know, I, most pastors I talked to were, were like, we, we just really don't know how this plays out. We don't know what to do. Do we, you know, everybody's asking questions, you know. And uh, we all just, you know, I finally decided that, that God, if, if you want Mosaic to continue, then so be it. If you don't, so be it. In other words, I didn't want to lose my calm. I didn't want to lose my peace. I didn't. I didn't. I, I just wanted to say, you know, like Job. No matter what happens, and charismatics hate this, but Job said, "Though he slay me, yet will I serve him." What Job was? Job wasn't saying he was slaying him. But if he did, it wouldn't matter to me. Nothing else matters. I can trust God, and, and that's the favor of God. Bible says that He blesses the righteous. And he surrounds us with favor as with a shield and so everywhere you turn there's going to be the favor of God but you need to understand that sometimes it's not readily visible it doesn't seem likely it doesn't you know if you'd ever told me I would pastor it again I would have said absolutely not number one I was really just enjoying my relationship with God and not having to mess with people Just being honest with you, man, sometimes this job just climbs on you like an ape, and, and you just kind of go, wow, you know, and, and I'm not looking for pity. I just realized, you know, after you go through things, if you go through them right, you're going to get stronger, not weaker. 
Because God's going to reveal himself and you're going to go, I, I trusted him then, I can trust him now. That pilot knew, if I can trust God to drop a plane on an aircraft carrier in the middle of the ocean, I can get through a storm in South Texas. And so whatever storm you might be going through, you right now, you think there's just no way out of this. This is a never-ending storm. There is a never-ending storm. It will end. It's not never-ending. It will end. But at the end of it all, where will you be? And so that's the question that we have. And, and so, you know, sometimes we say, well, God, I haven't been good enough. I don't deserve, you know, this. I don't deserve that. I, I, I don't deserve your help. This is not about what you deserve. This is about what God is providing. None of us deserve anything good. There's just nothing we deserve. You just have to remember, we deserve nothing. And yet we have a God who provides everything. And so whatever it is you're facing right now, whatever you're going through, the Bible says it came to pass. In other words, it didn't come to stay. And so, you know, things may look different than you had thought they would look, maybe even different than you had hoped they would look, but you've got to trust that however things look when you get on the other side, that God has a hand in it. God has a hand in it. And, and, and you know, I've looked at, at the heavens before and said, God, this is just not what I saw. He goes, yeah, well, it's what I saw. And if you'll trust me, I'm going to take everything that the devil meant for harm and I'm going to turn it for good. Trust God. So in Luke chapter 1, verse 28, it says, The angel went to her and said, this is to Mary, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Now, can you just imagine for a moment Mary's going, after this encounter with the angel, Mary's going to get pregnant. How do you explain this? This does not look like a highly favored situation, at least in the neighborhood I grew up in it wasn't. It was called shotgun wedding. And so Mary is being told by this angel, you're highly favored. My first question, but what have I done to be highly favored? That's the whole point. Nothing. Mary is available. God looks and sees this little young woman and goes, I have a plan that I want to work through her. And Mary's thinking, has to be thinking to herself, I don't want this job. Now, any woman nowadays would be glad to have this job in hindsight. Imagine walking around. The problem with us today, we would have Mary's walking around, hey, Jesus and my kid. Yeah, I'm all that in a bag of chips. God picked me. Well, if you're in that time before it happened, and God says through an angel, you're going to get pregnant, and you've never done one thing to make this happen, that would be frightening. Because it's never happened before. And, and then you're thinking, this is going to be weird. How do I explain to Joseph? How do I explain to my mom and dad? How do I explain? And we start playing things out instead of just saying, God, like Mary, be it done in me according to your word. The favor of God is a really bizarre thing. We all want it until God says, here it is. And then it didn't, it's not packaged quite the way you thought it was going to be packaged. God simply saw a willing and obedient person in the person of Mary. Now Luke chapter 4, verse 18, this is a, a scripture that most Christians are familiar with. It says, The Spirit of the Lord is on me, Jesus said. He has appointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted and to announce that captives shall be released and the blind shall see. 
that the downtrodden shall be freed from their oppressors and that God is ready to give blessings to all who come to him to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. People say, what year is that? Every year. Every year from that time to now is the year of the Lord's favor. Now, one translation says this is God's year to act. Now, the challenge here is that we start out, for instance, January. Everybody has these grand goals, and they set goals, how they want the year to go. And if, if, if it's uh, exercise people, you're done by January 21st. Man, I'm going to get fit this year. Yeah, 21 days, and that's all you got in you. Why? Because you, you start going the commitment, the time, the pain, the struggles, and all of a sudden you just kind of give up on it. And it's done until next January. This is what happens when we have the Word of God that tells us what God's going to do. And, and if it doesn't happen in a social media world like today, if it doesn't happen within days or weeks, maybe months for really disciplined, hungry people, but for the most part, we give up on God. We give up on God. We quit believing. We quit proclaiming. We quit confessing. Your words open the door not to God's favor, but to you receiving God's favor. Because God's favor is going to be poured out. But if you put a lid on a glass that's supposed to hold a liquid, but the lid's on there and you're trying to pour liquid into it, it's never going to go in because it's covered up. And people get covered up with cares of this world and the chaos and the challenges, and we get focused on what what's going on outside instead of what God wants to do inside. And God wants to do some great things. But you have to keep your mouth in line with God's promise. Mosaic's going to have its own building. It's going to be beautiful. Say, where? I have no idea. But I'm declaring it. And you know what? People who are religious will criticize you for declaring the promises of God. But the Bible says you'll have what you say. So quit talking down to yourself and start speaking up to God. God, this is what you promised me. This is what you told me. And I got a call the other day from a person that comes sometimes here. But he just called and said, you know, what do you, what do you, you, know, what do you want? I said, That's a big question for a guy who ain't afraid to ask. He said, I'm looking, I'm looking at land for you. Do you want land or a building? I said, both. I never just settle for one thing. <laughs> yeah, don't ask me what I want. I'll answer you beyond your question. But, but God is... A, and so it's easy for me because you're here in spite of everything I've ever done right or wrong. It'd be easy for me to look and say, well, God, you know, I really... I really don't deserve it. I've blown it so many times in life. I'm not, I'm not a real good candidate. I can't believe it. And so you start putting yourself down. I don't tolerate people talking down themselves. Speak up for yourself. Speak up to God. I'm, I'm creating the image and likeness of God. I'm the apple of God's eye. Get out of my way. My daddy and I are taking a stroll. See, the problem is the devil wants you to believe the opposite of what God says. Well, that's just never going to happen. But the Bible says nothing's impossible with God. 
And favor is favor. It's like grace. There's nothing you can do to earn it. But there is something you can do to receive it. See, people who can't receive are oftentimes people who are full of pride. If you, you don't think about it this way. You think, well, they're so humble. They never ask for anything. and They never want anything. And I think you're dead. I used to be one of those. No, I was the giver. I was the one giving. And finally, God got on to me one day, and he said, you know what? I'm trying to bless these people that want to bless you, but you're the seed. You're the ground that they want to sow seed in, and you're not letting them. And so you're, you're, you're hinder, interfering with the blessing I want to put on their life. All of a sudden, I went, bring it on. I realized, but, but it was my pride saying, no, I'm, I'm, I'll take care of you. I'll give to you. I don't want you to give to me. That was how I, I lived my life. And, and God rebuked me and taught me how to be a receiver. And the challenge in our world is, is that some of y'all haven't learned to receive. Mary just finally went, you know, God, whatever. Thank God for Mary. And if you hate the Catholics, get, get in line because that, that you shouldn't. I mean, thank God for Mary. Everybody beating up on the Catholics because of Mary. And I, I, I agree, my knees are not good enough to be Catholic right now. I'd be up and down, up and down, up and down, you know. <laughs> There's a lot of movement in the Catholic church, you know. <laughs> God loves the Catholics. Because, you know, some people say, well, they believe in Jesus. Yeah, you'd be surprised. I preach in Catholic church. You know, it, it's not the sign on the outside. It, it's, it's not the, the expression. It's the experience. And so what we've done in church world is we've judged churches by their expression. Well, they don't lift their hands. They don't sing out loud. They don't have instruments. They got this. They don't have that. There are Christians in all these buildings. You know, we probably have as many lost people here as the Catholic church you think the Catholic church has. Well, yeah, that took a moment. <laughs> Hopefully, that'll land on the 11 o'clock crowd a little easier than it did on you. What's he talking about? Favor means to do a kindness for, endow, to treat gently or carefully, to show partiality toward. God is showing partiality toward the human race. It's just a matter of time and, listen to this, and confession and acceptance before your day comes. See, God's not going to push a blessing on you. He's not going to force a blessing on you. He's not going to force favor on you. He's not going to force grace on you. He's going to offer it to you, but are you willing to take it? I'm telling you, I'm going to walk in more favor. My latter years will be greater than my former. And when I look around, there's not one thing in my eyesight that says that. That, you know, if I look visibly, I look and I go, that's, and then I look and I go, but God's got it all figured out. I'm just looking for blue. I'm just going to fly through the clouds. And, you know, I figured, my thing is, you know, that, that most people don't live life for, because of fear. It's just fear. You're, you're afraid of stuff. You're afraid of flying. You're afraid of getting out in the cold. You're afraid of the coronavirus. You're afraid of this. And, and you know, I'm not su suggesting that all these things aren't things that, that could impact us in a negative way. But don't live your life in fear. God didn't give you a spirit of fear, but of love and of power and of sound mind. And so you say, but you don't understand. Oh, I understand. 
I totally understand. The, the challenge is that I have to overcome, just like everybody else, what I understand. All those things are possible. Things are possible. People passing, that's possible. And it's absolutely actually not possible. It's absolutely sure we're all going to. Nobody gets out of this thing alive. And so enjoy your life while you have your life. And then once you enjoy this life to the max, it'll really irritate the devil. By the way, I like to do it. I'm probably just a little defiant. I just hate Satan as much as I love God. And so whenever I do well and I trust God, it really irritates hell. And little demons get beat up by the devil himself when I do well. And that, that brings joy to my life. I know it's a sick way of being a Christian, but it is what it is. <laughs> I have an extreme hatred of Satan. Because he's a thief. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and have it to the full, more abundantly. And so when you look at somebody and they say, you know, you ask them how they're doing. Think about this. If somebody asks you how you're doing, I want to I get you prepared for a proper response. Good enough to be twins. I'm now up to, I'm good enough to be quadruplets. And there's nobody that wants that. I'm richly blessed. I'm highly favored. I'm empowered to prosper. I'm walking in divine health. I'm going from glory to glory and victory to victory. But with you praying for me, my life's even going to get better. Now, I've said that many times when I was going right through hell. Why did I say it? I was looking for blue. My GPS said, we're going to get through this. I'm watching it. I grew up racing not just cars, but I grew up with drag boats. Now, I didn't own them. You know, there's only one thing better than owning a boat, having a really good friend who owns one. <laughs> and, and so I grew up, I, I had a friend who had a drag boat dealership, and every weekend we would, we would go, we'd hook up as many boats as we could, to be three or four of us, we'd each have a drag boat behind us, and we'd go to the lake, and when we started them, it echoed throughout the whole lake. It was so much fun, and I wasn't saved. <laughs> Just thought I'd let you know that, because you're a Christian, you had a really good friend. No, I was going to hell fast. That's my thing. If you're going, get there quick. Pull the Band-Aid off, you know what I'm saying? Here we go. But I had no idea that the gulf is totally different than a lake. If you go to the gulf, there are shallow sandbars everywhere that you have to be very careful with. So i got a GPS that tells where those sandbars are. And it's a little scary because I've, I've hit them before. But it's a different thing. So you have to trust the device. You have to trust that it's going to show you. And that's where God is. we got to trust that what God is saying in his word is true. Forgive and you'll be forgiven. But God, I don't want to forgive. GPS says forgive. I don't want to forgive. They hurt me, they hurt me, they hurt me, and I don't want to forgive. God says, but I have favor for you, but you're blocking my favor because you're bitter. You want to know why you're not experiencing the favor of God? It's not that God's not holding it out for you. you got a lid on your life because you're bitter toward other, other people. Somebody bought the car you wanted. They live in the house you want to live in. They got the promotion you didn't get. And rather than celebrating their promotion, because whatever you sow, you reap, if I sow into rejoicing in their promotion, mine's on the way. 
You see, all good things in life come as a result of the choices we make because God's always ready to bless. God's always ready to extend grace. He's always ready to give favor. He's always ready to show love. That's God. But we get consumed. We get caught up. We get distracted. We listen to CNN. And for all of you who picky, and we listen to Fox. All he ever talks about. I'm so tired of political correctness. Every now and then, I'm just going to come in and find every politically incorrect thing I can say and say it. You hurt my feelings. That's your problem. If somebody hurts your feelings, it's not their fault. It's yours. You let somebody trample on your soul. You can say, well, you call me whatever you want. I'm going to smile and go, but God said this, and he's bigger than you. We don't want people to say things nowadays, and we have trite apologies after somebody does make a mistake. They don't mean it. That's the way they feel until they repent, weep before the Lord, and say, I'm so sorry, change me. But we're, we, we live in a day when... The words of somebody else or what somebody else says to me or what somebody else says about me becomes bigger in my mind than what God says to me and what God says about me. You can call me whatever you want. I don't care. I'll look at you and say, I call myself a child of God, born again, believer, bought with a price. Wow. If we're measuring this by response, zero. Anyway. Red Bull doesn't hurt either. You say, why don't I experience the favor of God? It's not that the favor is not there. And I'm going to walk you through this series on favor of how to walk in the favor of the Lord. Because some of y'all feel like God forgot your name. He forgot where you live. He forgot where you worked. And he's distributing favor to everybody else but you. I literally had a guy come up to me one time and said, you know, I, I was mad at you for years because I used to see all the good things happening to you and they weren't happening to me. I just smiled and went, sucker. I didn't really, but that's what I wanted to do. You see, God wants to do all these things. And yet, we struggle. Like one man said, I, I'm, I'm, a walking, I'm a walking economy. A man was overheard saying, my hairline's in recession. My waist is a victim of inflation. And together, they're putting me in deep depression. That's how most people live their life and look at their life going, I'm looking at all the things that are wrong with me. You know what? If we all look at all the things wrong with us, we'll miss all the good things God has for us. You don't like how you look. You're, and, and I don't understand why God didn't stop ears and noses from growing as we got older. I don't know. I don't understand the whole problem with the aging. I just, if I was God, I'd left us all at our very peak and just die beautiful. But I mean, have you seen 90 year old earlobes? Dear Jesus, I'm, I, there's a whole nother ear growing out of your head. And then you go bald on top and it starts shooting out the sides. 
God, this is a horrible trick. I mean, as I've gotten older, it's like, I need help. I mean, you need to marry somebody who will tell you the truth. Look, you, you need to brush hog those ears. Instead, you can tell if your spouse really hates you. you wait, somebody else has to tell you. That's when you go and say, help me out here. It's really strange. I don't know where I was going with that. But Winston Churchill knew that public favor was no proof of real success. Some of y'all looking for public favor instead of God's favor. That if you just had favor, you'd be successful. But that was not the proof of success. Once after he gave a speech for which 10,000 people came out, a friend asked, Winston, aren't you impressed that 10,000 people came to hear you speak? He replied, not really, because 100,000 would come to see me hang. (laughs) Just reality. And it doesn't matter. The public opinion is not what matters. Public favor is not what matters. What matters is that we don't cap our lives and prevent God from blessing us. I'm just going to throw a couple of pointers out, and then I'm going to close because I cannot wait to get into this. This is just the introduction, and I do not have time to do it. But your confession, your acceptance of others, you rejoice when other people get blessed instead of being critical of their blessing. You see, I, I used to bother because I've told you guys a story in 1999. A guy I never know gave, gave me a, a brand new vehicle. And, and, and I was thrilled until I began to think about public opinion. The pastor's driving a brand new vehicle. Now I don't care. If you want to give me a Bentley, I'll drive that sucker and park it right under the canopy out there. And then I'll have a big bumper sticker that said, Pastor's Bentley. Yeah, I'm not afraid of that anymore. You know, we try to play it down. I'm thought, no, I'm driving it up, not playing it down. But, but see, I had this idea that your opinion of a blessing would, would cost me in, instead of being concerned about what. And God spoke to my heart when I, I was going through this, and he said, you care more about what people say about you than all what I want to do for you. So I don't care what anybody says about me anymore. I'm going to walk in blessing. I'm going to be fully blessed, fully full of favor, the grace of God, the love of God. Thank you, all 25 of you out of. And see, some of you even get mad that I'm talking this way. But I want to be a happy, full of God, spirit filled, loving Jesus, blessed beyond measure, favor pouring out upon me, open heaven. Still looking for blue. And see, religious people hate this because they start saying, well, the only reason you serve the Lord. No, I serve God because I love him with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength. But what we don't do is let him love us with all of his heart, soul, mind, and strength. He says, I got so much good for you that you don't have room enough to contain it. That's what he said. It'll be pressed down, shaken together. And running over. (laughs) Illustrated sermon, Mark Crow alone. 
That's how God wants to roll with you. But you're busy thinking about somebody else and what they think about you and what they said about you. I mean, some of y'all, somebody came up and said, you look good today. And rather than accepting that compliment, you think, what did I look like last week? And you get all worried about what some one person's opinion becomes more important to you than God's opinion. I'm going to go with God's opinion. I'm the apple of his eye. God's going to bless me so much that it's going to irritate religious people. And some religious people will actually get saved because they say, you know, God really is involved. You see, a lot of people don't think God's involved in the world. They just think he put it in motion and backed off. They're deists. That God just spun this thing out and said, I'll leave it to you all and I'll come back someday. God is involved and wants to be involved in everybody's life that will allow him to be involved. But we cap it off. We stop him. We prevent it. Don't be mad at somebody today. If you're angry with somebody, go call them right after this service. And they'll probably be mean to you. And you say, don't get mad at them. Just love people. If you can love, I mean, it is no reward to love somebody who loves you. But man, when you start loving somebody who's mean to you and hates you, you shake the gates of hell. I'm going to live happy the rest of my life. And it doesn't depend on your happiness. It doesn't depend on what you say about me or think about me. Now, I like it when you're nice to me. And actually, if you're nice to me, I think God might even show you some favor. And if I'm nice to you, I think God will show me favor. That's how it kind of works. You know what I'm saying? Do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. If you sow meanness... You're going to reap meanness. If you say, everybody's mean to me, I'm going to look at you and say, well, then you are one mean, contrary individual. How can you say that? They're mean to me. You're sowing meanness or you wouldn't be reaping it, junior. (laughs) I went from preaching to meddling. (laughs) I just see so many people who are afraid, unhappy, fearful. I, want, I just want to preach you happy. Well, you know, I don't want to be happy. Well, then go. Okay. I stopped just short of sin right there. You want to put yourself in a position. Get up every morning and say, God, here I am. I'm open today to whatever favor and blessing you want to put on me. And God, don't let me miss it. Because some of the people you don't like may be the people that are going to bring favor and blessing to your life. But you won't let them because you're angry with them. What if you're mean to the person that God says, I wanted to use them to bless you, but you were mean to them. Well, they were mean to me first. Sometimes mean people can help you out. But you got to be willing to stand for what God has stood for. My first building, the, the realtor and the, 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 the owner of the building 
uh, were in disagreement. The owner, I, I was asking God for a favor when I got the building at 42nd MacArthur. And uh, I didn't have the money. No bank would loan it to me. Matter of fact, the bankers would come and look, sit in service, and go, we've never seen anything like this. The church is exploding, but you've only been here uh, a few years. We can't loan you that millions of dollars. And finally, one day, the owner calls me and says, uh, can you meet with me? And it was a Wednesday night. He said, oh, you have church. I said, somebody else will do church. I'm meeting with you. The realtor was there. And uh, the owner said, now, you know, here's what I'm willing to do. And, and the realtor hears him and stops and says, well, in my church, I said, look, I looked at the realtor and I said, this ain't your church. So you just need to sit down and shut up in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I said, now, owner, keep on talking. He said, I'm going to give this thing to you for a year to get another. And so long story short, it was just the favor of God. And I said, I promise you in a year I'll have your money full and complete. Had his money full and complete, paid it, paid it to him. And I, I, to this day, I would love to see that realtor again. I know it's not godly. But it was the favor of God. I did nothing to deserve it. I just kept praying and saying, God, that building is mine. And, I mean, it, it's a long story, but it's a favor of God. And God has favor for you. Some of you signed a deal on a house. It fell through, and you're all despondent and despair. You need to be praising the Lord. God has something better for you. I, I know it's cold, and your joints aren't working that well this morning. We want to clap, but we're like an iguana in cold weather. We just paralyze and fall out of trees. All right, so. <laughs> oh, well. To enjoy life, you just have to choose. If you wait for circumstances, you wait for everything to line up and the stars to align. You'll live your whole life miserable. You get to wake up every day and say, Lord, here I am, your favorite child. And I know that today you have unbelievable things for me. The world will not believe what you're going to do for me. And listen, man, I'm not speaking from the pinnacles of the mountains. I'm still climbing again. I fell off of the summit. I got back up, and I said, I'm climbing again. Never stop. Never quit. Never give up. You can blame yourself for a lot of things. You can, you can give a lot of reasons and excuses that this is not going to work. But here's the reality. As you come and hear this series on favor, you're going to realize that it's not something you've done. It's something he's doing. And you receive what he's doing. Favor is on its way. Promotion's on its way. The things you've dreamed of are on their way unless you give up. I keep declaring with my mouth because your mouth is what's going to stop the blessing of God, the favor of God, your mouth. And your mouth right now wants to go, you don't understand. See your mouth. Stop your mouth. Your spouse gets stupid looking for blue, honey. We're in the clouds right now, but we're going to find blue. I never forget when that pilot told me, I'm, he'd say, look for blue. I said, not a problem. You stay calm, I'll look. 
Life's too short to give, a, give one day away. Don't give a day away. I never forget Zig Ziglar was in an airport one time. This was back in the day before electronic tickets and everything. And he went up and the, 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 the agent at the counter says, the flight's been canceled. He said, that's awesome. She got even more irritated. I don't think you heard me, sir. The flight has been canceled. Incredible. What do you mean? Where else can I go and get this kind of space for free? Beautiful building. I've got, and she just got so mad at him. But he just kept positive, saying, this is incredible. You know, I've always looked at it. If my flight's canceled, I probably want it canceled. I'm like, hallelujah, the pilots are following Jesus. Some people fight to get on a plane, and I, I fly all the time, but I just like, I just trust the Lord. If I'm laid over somewhere, I'm just going to like enjoy myself. There's probably a blessing in there somewhere. God's, God's connecting me with something or somebody. Don't get mad. Now, this is my challenge. I will tell you, I'm not all this good in traffic. I will continue to say I am more than a conqueror, an overcomer in this traffic. Now get a, I want a monster truck. I just want to run over cars in front of me. Not the people. I just warn them, get out. I'm getting ready to crush your car right now. I've had all I can stand, and I can't stand no more, to quote Popeye. Your best days are ahead. The latter years of your life are going to be greater than your former. You say, I can't see that right now. Look for blue. Trust God. Trust the spiritual GPS. Trust Him. And you're going to find the things you've been looking for. Let's pray. Father, thank you for being such an incredible, awesome, phenomenal God. Lord, your favor is all over us, all around us, all available to us. But God, we have to open our hearts to your favor, to your grace, to your mercy. The grace is there for everyone to be saved, but not everybody taps into the grace. The favor is there for everyone to be blessed, but not everybody taps into the favor. God, today we tap into your favor. And we say today, God, surely, O oh Lord, you bless the righteous. You surround them with favor as with a shield. That everywhere we turn today, God, we're going to experience your favor and we're going to look for your favor instead of looking for obstacles and difficulty and challenges and opinions of others. God, we're opening our hearts to you. With every head bowed, every eye closed, we never want to close a service without giving you an opportunity to receive Jesus. So I want to ask you right now to pray this prayer with me and those of you watching online because there are many people that will pray this prayer today that will receive Christ today. You say, I know what you're going to say. I'm not good enough. I can't live for God. I still want to do things I've always done. Stop. The favor of God is hovering over your life right now. And you have to open your heart and open your mind to what God wants to do. So I want everyone to pray this with me. Say, Father God, thank you so much for loving me so much that you gave your only son to die on the cross for my sin. Jesus, thank you for giving your life for me. Today I give my life to you. I repent of my sin. And I declare today I'm born again. Your favor is upon me. Your grace is within me. Your blessings are before me. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer, I want to ask you to do me a big favor and text the word SAVED. 
to the number on the screen, 405-500-1310. Just text the word SAVE, 405-500-1310. Hello, this is Pastor Mark Crow. I just want to take a quick moment to thank you for joining us online. We hope you have a blessed week this week and get to be a blessing to those around you. I want to invite you to join us at Mosaic Church OKC next week at 9.30 a.m. and 11 a.m. or join us online. God bless you.